And Shooter's able to hold the zone. Shooter cuts to the middle for Minnesota. Drops to the trailing Zucker. On the backhand, they score! Eric Stahl on the feed from Zucker. Sealer able to filter it down for Erickson. That shakes away from Miller and Sullivan score! Marcus Molino set up by Joel Erickson. And Stahl. Stahl to the outside. Ryan Suter has room. There's Zucker. There's a goal! Jason Zucker! Donato into the corner. Suter centers for Parisi. He scores! Welcome to the second ever edition of the Wild Takes podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm joined by Zane and Bubba, and I am, of course, Jake. And the Wild, not such a great start to the season. Uh, yeah, not, not a great start at all. The first seven games. Uh, yeah. What, what, what would you describe the first seven games as? One word. Uh, Bullshit. That's, this is, that too. That, well, that that would work, but if I just want to, you know, make it a little more subtle, I would just say disgusting. <laughs> just, Pathetic just is what I'm unbearable, unbearable, uh, unbearable to watch with hyphens. So it's yes. one um, yeah, I would say it's just been utterly just pathetic to watch. Like you said, it's just been disappointing. It's I, I think this is like the worst start they've had in like franchise history. So it's yeah, just it, it is by far. It is so it has just been just ugly to watch. It's like there's no it's it's like it's not like they're on this literally maybe a cold streak or something to start the year. It's like every game, at least so far in the first seven games, it's just the same thing every mm-hmm. game. Well, yeah, so they, they start off the year one and six. And if you're going to go trace back every single one of their losses on the year, they have just caved in and given up a bunch of goals in a really short period of time, right? Going back to game one, they lost against Nashville by a score of five to two. They allowed four third period goals that game. Yep. After after having like a bad first period, and then they scored two goals in the second period to get the lead. And then they just give up four in the third period. Absolutely brutal. Going to the next game, they give up two within the first two uh, within the first six minutes of the game. Um, you can literally go to every single one of their losses, and you can find a point in the game where they've given up a stretch of three or four or even five goals within a seven to fifteen minute stretch. Like, and that points to two things, I guess: one, lack of confidence, and two, poor coaching. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think someone could easily go to like, and we'll definitely talk about. Uh, you know, I'll definitely hit on the goalies here in a second, but you, you could easily say it's the goalies. But I think overall, it's just like when 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 you saw those stretches of you know of, of play where they allowed like few goals, it was just like there was no the players weren't moving. It's like they weren't moving their legs or anything. They just totally shut down. And up to that point, before those stretches, they would actually be playing you know with the team. Okay, you know they'd be staying in the game, and then all of a sudden it's just like they collapse, and then it's just like game over in like a four minute span. It's like, that's just pathetic. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you go back to their uh, last game, which happened last Thursday against the Montreal Canadiens, um, they gave up, you know, three goals between the 15 minute mark and the 19 minute mark of the period, right? At the very f- last five minutes or so of the period, they just cave it in and they gave the game away. Right. And yeah. now apparently in the locker room anyways, that, that 
um, last game against Montreal is the last straw on the camel's back and it collapsed everything because they had a players only meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Zucker threw everyone under the bus, I guess, including himself. He threw um, some shade. He did. His exact okay. quote um, after uh, their last loss was, it's going to be each individual guy from Bruce on down. Bruce has got to be better. Everybody's got to be better. Bubba, what do you think of Jason yeah. Zucker calling I'm, everyone out? I'm curious about Bubba's take here. I think, uh, well, first of all, before I speak on that, well, no, I'll get right into it. I think that Jason Zucker needs to worry about him fucking self. I'm tired of all the, you know what? (laughs) Go on. I just, I'm just going to, they need to get, they need a new coach. I need, I, I think it's time for Bruce to go. I'm tired of hearing, oh, he's a good guy. He's a great coach. Okay. Okay, so sorry, I'm confused here, though, because on one hand, you just said that you kind of were alluding that Jason Zucker should worry about himself. He should. On on the other hand, you're needs to be fired. So, like, which one, if you had to choose, which one would you? uh, Clearly, I think the change needs to be made, and obviously, they're not going to get rid of any of their players now. So a major change is getting rid of the coach, plain and simple. I mean, okay. I think they're la- I think they're lacking coaching. I think they're lacking fucking leadership, and that goes back to the last fucking podcast. Give Felino the fucking C. Oh my gosh, you are fired up today, yeah, buddy. But, but what would that do? Just giving Felino the C. Just giving uh, this guy last year called up fucking Ryan, S U T E R. <laughs> one of the guys that makes one of the, some of the most money in this fucking team, and wh- I have sources on the inside. Okay, I, I heard when Mike Yo was here, he fucking called out Yo and said, "How much money do you make, Yo?" Exactly. He makes obviously Suter makes way more money. The, the, so, I think the two big free agent signings they signed a few years or years ago now. I think those two are are the biggest cancers of this team. So is it Bruce Boudreau that's the biggest cancer right now? Well, or Jake, what did Bruce I just say? Boudreau. They're not going to get rid of a player right now. They're going to have to make a change some way. They could get rid of a player. I mean, oh I, really? I, well, oh, well, really? Yeah. I mean, okay. Shut so up. I, see what okay. I mean, they can't really get rid of a player because it's it's only seven games into the season, even though it's looking bad, and it's easier to get rid of a coach. I get that, but if they're not going to get rid of any, I don't think they're going to get rid of anybody at this point in the season. I just don't think that's going to happen. I not think, including a coach. You yeah, don't I don't. Think there's going to be a change. I, not right now, but I think if it, if, if say they start like one in sixteen or something, or one in twelve or something. <laughs> what are you talking they, about? They might. What are you talking? One in six now. Hey, hey guys, guys. So, so what we're what we're really alluding to here is that there is a huge issue with the Minnesota Wild, and they yeah. do need some big changes. Right now, they're literally last in the NHL in goal yeah. differential with um, minus 15 goals right now. The team who is the second worst in the NHL, the New Jersey Devils, they have minus 11. That's four more. That's four less goals than the Wild have given up. Um, in terms of power play, like um, their power play is only 12%, which league average is literally over 20% normally, so yep. it's absolutely horrible. Their penalty kill is below league average. I mean, no special teams, no offense. Um, look at the defense, no defense. And that's really surprising considering 
how the names back there, Brodine's been invisible, Spurgeon's a minus seven, Suter's a minus seven. And you want to look at the forwards? None of the forwards have, none of like the older guys have maintained their level of play. Eric Stahl in 10 games is a minus one right now. Like, or minus seven seven games, minus 10. Sorry, sorry. In seven games, Eric Stahl is a minus 10, which is absolutely crazy. It's ruined his trade value. We're not going to be able to get rid of him now. Um, He's stuck with us, and he just signed a two year contract. Um, So now this team is loaded up with bad contracts, aging players, and young players who aren't stepping up. Yeah, we. (laughs) Yeah, we have like I think I I think I just saw somewhere that it where the Wild have like the second oldest team in the NHL behind like the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's by like two years. Like it, we're like averaging like twenty nine point four years old or average age or whatever, and like the next oldest team is like twenty seven years old. So it's like we have these aging guys, like you said, and then uh, on top of that, you have like Matt Zuc- Matt Zuccarello. I mean, it's only been seven games, and I, I know he got injured, I believe, on Monday, but he has not registered one point yeah he's played four four games no points um yeah that's still ridiculous even though four games through like you're the guy that's supposed to come in here and kind of be a resurgence to our our scoring attack and offensive attack and he's done absolutely nothing he's he's done nothing but zane said that before he hasn't done it period in his whole career i hated that signing i really did Yeah. yeah That that's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm alluding to. He he was like our big signing we're supposed to bring in here, and he's done absolutely nothing. It's it's like it's garbage, and it's just like almost. And he's he's here for five years or whatever. It's like <laughs> one, going going back to coaching too. Um, in the preseason, it was uh, Eric Stahl, Zach Parise, and uh, Zuccarello on a line, right? And yeah. they're not playing well together. All of them didn't have like like um. They just didn't. Yeah, they just weren't flowing well together. So um. Bruce Boudreau, the head coach, keeps them together. And the very first game, they're a minus three, you know, and they get broken up right away. So if you want to go back to coaching, too, he's making Bruce is making a lot of mistakes and uh, something has to give. Yeah, it it's just been I think it's just been a mess in general. I think they're the, the line. I don't know. I don't know how much times he switched up the lines. I know he's been switching up lines and stuff, and I know that's what he did a lot last year, but it's like he does it all the time. I don't, I think he does it all. There's no sense of consistency. I get why he does it, but then it also doesn't create consistency. So you can't build that key chemistry you have with, you know, your other two line mates or whatever, if you're a forward line or, and it, it creates, I think a lot of issues. And I know that their lines aren't working, but he keeps switching them. Like, Alex, I mean, what, Bubba, what is your take on this? Uh, of Boudreaux's just switching lines all the time? Like last night, he changed them a million times. Look, I feel in any sport you need fucking chemistry. I don't think this club has it. There's no – I think the locker room is separated. I think, as I said earlier, there's no fucking leadership. Uh, and they have example, we got Miko Koivu. Are you kidding me? That I'm guy's fucking... Kidding. He needs to go back to fucking Finland and play fucking pro hockey. He's shit, okay? Yeah, no. I said it. What? What are you going to say, Jake? I think a lot of people would agree to that. Well, yeah. He hasn't been He's that good. fucking man. Yeah, he only has this is the last year on his deal. I don't Thank see him God. getting re-signed. I mean, I think he's making. He, let, let let me rephrase that. He could get re-signed if he's going to take a massive pay cut. Um, which maybe he'll do, but he's making like five or six million dollars this year to not to be performing at a very very low level. I think he's thirty six right now. I think Wild as a whole 
are showing their age. I'm going to rattle off some stats right now, guys, about the team, and I want you to react to them, okay? okay. They are 31st in goals scored among all teams that have played at least seven games. That means that they're last in the league in all teams that have played at least seven games in the NHL and goals scored right now. There's only two teams with less goals in them, and they've only played four games apiece, both of those teams. Not only that, they're 30th in goals per game, literally averaging only two goals a game after seven. Um, their top three goal scorers, all defensemen, all at four points. Their number one forward in points scored right now, Marcus Foligno. There you go, Alec. There you go, Bubba. What he is going on with this team? What is going on with this team? It's, 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 you almost can't, you, you can't pinpoint it. Cause it's like, I mean, you can, but it's like, we still, the players that have been good for us in the past, like the Jared Spurgeons and suitors and, and, and all those guys, they're, they're, they're all playing garbage too out there. Like they're not even, they're not, they're not making the right defensive plays to, you know, clear the zone. They're, they look, they just look like they're a bunch of, bad rookies out there and not like they just got planted in the league for the first first like this is their first year ever playing in the league it's like they have no idea what they're doing and and there's just no the scoring issue is has been has been an issue since was an issue last year and it's the same thing this year and it was supposed to be you know we have jason zucker we just have guys on this roster that are still experience and like they're not even doing anything and and beyond those guys and if a guys the guys that are experienced aren't doing anything like zucker and, and like guys like Dumba, we're relying on, you know, these younger guys like Greenway and Cunning and like Ryan Hartman and, and we're, we're screwed at that point. And that's what, what's happening. It's just, it's just been a disappointment. Yeah. And I think, you know who I blame this on? Who is that? What was that bum GM? Not Fenton, the other guy. Fletcher? Fletcher? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This does over, go back. topic. He traded all the fucking assets. Now, I understand when you went to go get Martin Hansel, I understand he went on. I like that. But good God, there was no fucking return on it. It was like damaged goods, okay? Yeah, but uh, Fletcher, Fletcher did not do anything nearly as bad as Fenton. Fletcher, well, put, okay, Fletcher yeah, put together yeah. a team that made the playoff six or seven years in a row. Yeah. Fletcher, in fact, was probably a victim of his own success because he was able to make the team perform at a good level, but just never good enough, you know. Yeah, and then they were never bad enough to get in a point where they could get a real a top five pick. So it was always like they were stuck in the middle with you know the same stagnant. It was like stagnant growth, like it was just stalled. Like it was like yeah. we'd make the playoffs, but we couldn't do anything beyond the first round or even the second round, and we'd get swept in the second round. So it was like I, I that's what it comes down to. I get why okay, we're sick and tired of just making the playoffs for six years and and not do anything out of the first round. But if anything, try to make it worse or try to make it better, you know? And it's like we've made it worse, like way worse, like 10 times worse. It's like, okay, let's just, like what happened? Like in this last year and a half, everything's just been screwed up and it's just been disaster. And you can, if you look at every single one of the position groups, Every single person seems to be struggling. There's no one who's performing yeah. super well. So, Jay, how about, you, how about you go over goalies? We'll start with goalies, and we'll go through yeah. the rest of the roster, and we'll kind of just point out a few things here. Yeah. So, I mean, the the biggest thing that has been an issue this year, at least for at least for Devin Dubnik, who's um, played in five of the seven games, he's 
he's the one he's he's, he's struggling right now. He's 0-5 to start the year. And he's usually a goalie that, you know, tends to, from what I've seen in the past, is, is tends to start off the season fairly well. And then he kind of tapers off a little bit as the season goes on, like we saw last year. But it, sound, it looks like his the way he ended his season last year is continuing into this season, and he just can't get anything. He just can't keep any consistency. So, like, he's had some great he's had some great saves. Like, in that first game against – I mean, who did they open up the season against? Nashville. 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 He had an excellent glove save. It was like, you know – A win-win save, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a huge save. It was a, you know, it could be a, you know, a top 10 save of, of the year by a goalie, even by the end of the year, you know, it was an excellent save, but then he has string. He has, he, he has, then he has strings of bad minutes where he allows, you know, like we were talking about like two or three goals within five, four or five minutes. And some of that does go back on the defense, but there, I, I remember watching some of these games where they had those stretches and there were like goals that went right through his five hole or stuff that you have to make as, as old as old of a goalie he is and as experienced he is, it's like, you, dude, you have to make those some of those saves. And he yeah, has and- 86, 80, about an 8, 86% save percentage. Like, yeah. you, you, you know that kind of goes back on on him in a way, and he's he's allowing almost four and a half goals a game. That's just been – that's just not good. It just doesn't look good. I, I mean, again, like, it, you can put some on the defense, but when you're 0-5 as a goalie – that goes back on you in, in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, I was going to say, too, um, I just really think we've talked about this in the previous one, too. Devin Dubnik is really emotional and really hard on himself. Yeah. And it really seems when he, lets in, when he lets in a goal, he's always looking at the refs, always pointing, yeah. always kind of like – he's always complaining. And he doesn't really seem to get over it really quick. And yeah. when you're too busy thinking about, you know, all the previous plays and you're not yeah. really focused on the game, it's going to yep. be a lot easier to let in, a, like, you know, a goal right after. And the Wild have done that. All exactly. Year. Or he's thinking about he's thinking about how he could have made that save better, and then he's start he's starting to overthink his technique. And then when he starts overthinking his technique, he's gonna let in another goal, and it's just gonna keep getting worse and worse. And he's gonna go into a spiral. And we saw that because he would let in like two or three goals in a stretch of a few minutes on just almost some of them being just routine shots, you know, that should be saves. And and it's just it's 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 getting it's it's not looking good for him right now. And He's definitely going to have more chances this season, seven games through, to you know attempt to redeem himself. But right now, it just doesn't look good. And I know I, I said in the last podcast that you know as a hot take that if he doesn't do well this year or, or keeps going off and doesn't find consistency, he will be gone in the off season. And we'll we'll try to move forward with whether that's Staylock, which I don't think we would. No, it's not. No. But or we go with Capel Cap Cap Capkinen down in a- the AHL. I guess he's he doing, sucks I too. Mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess he had a good year last year, but I don't think he's starting off that great this year. Um, but that that's just it's it's just a it, he just won't be here. But I yeah, mean, now I just really quickly like since we're, we are talking a lot of negatives about Devin Dubnik, but I do want to highlight yeah one really nice thing that he did do uh, yesterday during the Montreal game when he was backing up. He did let a young Montreal Canadian fan try on his helmet, which yeah. just has to make you think. You know, it just it really kind of really cements the Minnesota Wild team phrase this year, which is Minnesota Wild last in the standings, first <laughs> in your hearts. Exactly, I think that's per- perfect way to sum it up because I saw yeah. that video. Um, I thought he gave that, the kid a stick too. He, he might have, yeah. He might have. He might have. But I, I saw that like the National Hockey League posted that on, like on their on their official social media social media pages, and I thought that was awesome. And especially for Dubnik to still have that kind of attitude, you know, it's a Montreal kid too. On top of it, he could have completely ignored him. And and the thing is, Dubnik's on the bench because 
Sadlock's getting the start, obviously, because Dubnik hasn't been playing that great. And he's on the bench because he's been playing bad, and he's still able as is able to find you know some positivity in that to give that kid his helmet and or uh, let him try it on. I think that that was really cool and good of him. Um, you know, that just still shows he's being positive. And you know, the game is more like the game of hockey is more than just than just winning. Um, you know, but I mean, we want to see them win, obviously, but. It's about, you know, giving the experience to, to the fans. And obviously he gave a wonderful half, you know, a wonderful experience to that kid that he'll probably remember, hopefully for the rest of his life. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so the Minnesota Wild, they do have two goalies. And Devin yeah. Dubnik, as you said earlier, is 0-5. So the one goalie who was guiding us our win was uh, Alex Stalock, who played lights yeah. out um, against uh, Ottawa, who's Ottawa. also second to last in the league like, yeah they're se- second to last in the league but but he still he got a shutout against ottawa he looked solid in that game um you can't i the montreal game last night you can't really blame him too much it was just a poor team effort at all i can't even remember yeah. one scoring chance the wild even had yeah. uh just a poor game all around i mean the goalie's not gonna be able to do anything in that situation he's he's working his butt off but um like like uh bubba said like there's no goalie fix right now there really isn't no, there, there's not, and he's, yeah, he's doing well. I mean, you look at his stats. I mean, I mean, he's one and one. I mean, I think the big thing is the number on the left, left part of that column is that he got us the one win, and it was a shutout. And he's, you know, he has about a ninety-three percent save percentage, and he's only allowing about two goals um, between between two games. So, um, and he obviously let in four, four goals yesterday, but a lot of that wasn't on him. I, I, I want to see more of Staylock. You know. I think they'll definitely be playing. I think Bruce Boudreau will definitely be playing him more than he would have. He, he would want him to, or that we've seen in past years that he would just kind of put Stalock in to kind of give Dubnik a break or whatever. I think we're just going to see more of Stalock, and I definitely think he should get more chances out there to kind of maybe even, you know, see what he can do and maybe take that Ottawa performance and, you know, bring that into more ho- more games. And because he seemed really quick and really on, on, on point and, and on a lot of those saves on some saves that I don't, that Dubnik was, you know, letting in, I think in a lot of those games. Bubba, you seem to disagree with that point. Why? Why, why, Jake? Why? What? Why, why? Look, Devin Dubnik, there's no goalie controversy. I can't even say the word. Controversy. Dubnik's the number one, Dupefus. Right now, yes. He should be. There's no, why would you, that's so... I all I said, all I said is they're going to give Staylock probably more opportunities than we've seen him pass than we saw like last season. That's your prerogative, I guess. Dubnik (laughs) is 0-5 right now. Okay, they're going to give Dubnik more starts. I want to say one thing actually on that. I don't know who it was. It was I heard something from a guy that's very prestigious in Minnesota hockey. I think I think it was Lou Nanny when he when he first was traded here. I don't know. I don't remember the exact quote. He said, Dubnik can be a good goalie as long as the defensive system is good. And I think clearly the defense sucked right now. And I think that's why he sucks. I don't think Devin Dubnik's a good goalie. I think he is a good goalie. Let me rephrase that. I just don't. I think the defense make him look, look better than he actually is. Well, yeah, that's actually um, – that in past years, our defense has been lights out, and Devin Dubnik's played pretty good. Now our defensemen have seemed to really been lacking this year. What Ryan, Ryan Suter minus six, Spurgeon minus seven, Dumba minus eight. Uh, 
all of our top guys aren't playing that well. There, there, there has been one surprise on the D with Brad Hunt leading the team in points. I guess actually three defensemen. What did you say? Bergen, I guess exactly. But, That's uh, ridiculous. Bergen and Suter, all defensemen, are all leading the team in points with four. Yep. So, so I mean, even though our defensemen aren't playing good, they're apparently playing better than our forwards because they're actually putting points in the net, huh? They're, they're playing, yeah, they're playing efficient. They're, I mean, you look at their stats, and when you see four points through seven games, that's not bad for defensemen when I look at that. But then you look at the forwards, and you're like, oh, my gosh, our defense are like, are, is like our only offensive production right now, and that's not good. But then you look at the other part of it, you know, that you, you see like Spurgeon's minus seven, Suter's minus six, and that just shows that even our top guys, they're, they're not they're, – they're not making the correct defensive plays or they're not making the corrections on the ice to, to like, for example, I saw in the, what, what game was it? It was against Toronto the other night. And when they, when they gave up their stretch of two or three goals in a matter of just a few minutes, uh, I, I, I think it was, I don't, it doesn't matter who scored for Toronto, but all I know is that Dubnik actually made a couple decent saves and then a guy came in all alone into the rebound. And there was like two defenders on, on one guy on like the other side of the net. It's like, that was like a, a, a basic play, like go over and take that side of the net and take that man off, you know, take away that rebound. It wasn't like that tough of a, it wasn't like a, a fluky, weird garbage rebound. It was like a clear rebound that a guy should have been over taking that man. And they're missing stuff like that in, in all the games. I think that shows in their stats that they're not making the plays. They're not making smart plays on the ice. And it's not just defensemen too, you know, because like, yeah, defensemen haven't been yeah. playing. The yeah. forwards have been playing way worse. And even in the defensive zone, the forwards have been playing horrible. I last uh, last night against Montreal, um, yeah. Kevin Fiala tries to make a one-handed poke around someone in his own defensive zone, stolen yeah. right in front of the net, easy goal on Alex Daylock. that he didn't have a chance and held the save. Yeah. He's a bum. <laughs> was, yeah. But he didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance and held to save that one. It was a one T right in the slot. I mean, he had to get lucky oh. to save it pretty much. Yeah, it's – it they just look lazy. Yeah, that's another thing I, I've noticed too is that the forwards aren't back checking. It, it's it's like there's no back check. Like they're not rushing back there to get the get behind the the forwards. It's just literally like the two defensemen back there making the making the only, trying to try to stop like all the forwards. So it's like always a three on two. It's just it's just a mess. And it's like they're not moving their feet. It's they just look slow, and they they don't even look that physical out there. Other mm-hmm. than Marcus Foligno, I think Alex would. Agree. He just he doesn't care. He, he just doesn't, doesn't care. care. He throws his body around. That's I, I said that. I said that one time at a game. I'm, I was like, because Flino like threw himself into a guy almost for no reason because it's like a fucking car crash. He didn't even have the puck, and I, I just told I was like, I think I was, yeah, I was at the game with Bubba, and I'm just like, he just doesn't care. And then ever since then, Alex has just been loved that quote, and he just mm-hmm. describe describe uh, Marcus Flino, but he doesn't. He really just goes out there and you know hits people i mean and when you you really look at these forwards you can kind of break it down in three key issues where it's gone wrong one the older players who normally have produced for this team aren't producing crazy stall looter um nico koibu all those people who have produced for the wild in the past aren't then you're going to mix that with all the young players we got now jordan greenway luke kunin um kunin i mean uh who else erickson eck fiala none of them have stepped up at all so now you have the forward the older guys not playing well the younger guys not stepping up and then the two new guys zuccarello and hartman also not doing shit 
Yeah. I mean, Hartman has one goal in seven games, a goal that he created himself through pure effort and hard work. I applaud him for that, yeah. but only one goal, one point in seven games. Zuccarello, zero points, four games. So all old guys not playing well, young guys not playing well, new additions uh, from free agency aren't playing well. All equals the whole forwards of the Minnesota Wild, just absolutely sucking. Collapsing. And that that's what I was hitting on earlier is that if the if the guys that are like the Parisi, Suiters, and Dumbas and Spurgeons, the guys who have been good for us that have been on the team for a while aren't doing good, I think we're screwed. And that's what we're seeing now. And then we have to rely on these younger players to step up and almost take control. And then these additions like Zuccarello and Hartman, I, I, Hartman to take control. And you know that's kind of a long shot for them to really you know step up. These guys are inexperienced, like Fiala and you know Donato or. You know, they're good young players, but they haven't had a ton of experience in, in the league. And um, if we're not, if, if our older guys aren't scoring, we have to rely on these other guys and these additions to step up, which is, yeah, like I said, it's not going to happen without the, the older guys really having that veteran presence and, and you know, creating that kind of that momentum. It's, it's, it leads to what we're seeing now. It just, uh, you know, poor record, poor stats, you know, giving up a lot of goals and just a mess of a team. I don't Bubba. think Zach Parisi wants to be here either. No, he doesn't. He wants to be on a winning team. He's at the end of his career. Same with Ryan Suter. I think that they're both mentally checked out at this point as well. That's a great yeah. point. I yeah. have a stat. I have the stat of the day for you right now, Bubba, and I want you to react to this, okay? Yeah. Connor McDavid in seven games currently has 17 points. Wow. Amazing, right? Huh? Well, yeah. that is more points than Jason Zucker, Matt Dumba, Miko Koivu, Con- Luke Cunning. Uh, Fiala, Donato, Stahl, Zuccarello, Greenway, and Ryan Hartman combined. I think it's one thing, and it's inside you. I think it's a lack of heart. No I heart. Don't think these, the wild. I don't think there's heart. Yeah, you know, it's a very valid point, actually. That, that is. I, I, wa- I watch them, and it looks like it's like they don't even like it's like they don't even want to be out there. There's just no sense of urgency out there. It's like they don't want to play or whatever. It's just, it's like they do it. They don't, they have a lack of heart, you know, except for Felino. He's got heart. He's got heart. Yeah, he does. Felino has heart. Um, Hartman, he, all the time, he's putting it all out there. Last yeah. night, um, really when, they, when they were down three to zero, Erickson stopped three Shea Weber slap shots. Yeah, in this that was awesome. Jeff. I mean, I mean, I'm glad some players are showing heart, but they're not the players that you need. It's not like Zach Perez looks unmotivated. Suter, unmotivated. Stahl, are you kidding me? Minus yeah. 10 in seven games? Unmotivated. Yeah. And he wanted to be here, too. Yes, he, he really close was. to Thunder Bay to be by his family. Mm-hmm. So that show me you want to be here, you goddammit. I, I, I think I think what hap- I, I think with Parisi and Suter, they still have a lot left in the tank, but I think it they're they're really mentally checked out. But I think Stahl might actually be trying to put it his all in, but I think he's just getting older and he's losing his, his magic that he, you know, even like had two years ago and yeah. Koivu definitely is done. Yeah, and I, I thought that even last year, as much as I said in the first podcast, I'm like, I, I do like Koivu on the team just because he has that veteran presence and that locker room presence. I know he wasn't all that great, but I like that he was a leader and has been on the team for so long. But now at this point, I just don't think that even exists out of him at least. He's not a, you know, a leader anymore. I don't know. So everything we've been talking about pretty much just sums up that the Wild have really, really been sucking, which leads up to our next segment, our three questions and our predictions for the upcoming rest of the season here. Um, Number one question I have for you guys, we'll start with you, Bubba. 
only seven games into the season. Um, is it already time to give up on the Minnesota Wild? No, unfortunately not. Um, as last unfortunately year, not. sorry, unfortunately not. Yeah, I said it. What do you want them to um, tank for the first pick? I'll be honest with you. The, the last few games, I I usually watched the whole game through. I I had to sh- I was so bored. I was so disinterested. I I felt I like a player. I didn't give a fuck. Even the Ottawa game, even the Ottawa game was just boring for forever. It was just back and forth between two crappy. It was like both teams couldn't do anything. And then Victor well, asked that awesome. Well, it's awesome. going to be really boring to watch a team that's thirtieth in goals per game. You know. I I, th- I think it's their – I don't think they're going to score four goals a game. I think it's going to be very close scoring. With that being said, um, I, fuck, I forgot my point. God damn it. You damn got it. it. Your, your point was no, – Seven games uh, seven games in the season. Is oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember – Unfortunately, I'm not giving up on them yet because, as we saw last year, I don't like to fucking compare teams, but St. Louis was last yep. in the fucking whole league. Mm-hmm. For some god-awful reason, they fucking want to hate St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I I can't get – but if they lose, I think they need to rattle off at least three wins. Maybe, maybe two, I'll be more lenient to get something. I'm just tired of these – I'm tired of no effort. I'm tired of all this bullshit. Last night, there were some god-awful penalties taken. There's no discipline. And like I said, I think that I, I think there needs to be a change, and I'll leave it at that. That was a great point. You brought up penalties. Um, another stat I haven't brought up yet, Minnesota Wild, they're currently also fifth in the league in penalties taken. Which, nice discipline and leadership, fuck. Discipline, leadership, coaching, all that's down yeah. the window. Big. We're seven games into the season. Is it time to give up on the Minnesota Wild? No, I, I don't think so. I kind of agree with Alex. It's kind of like an unfortunately because – unfortunately not because I'll still be, you know, holding on to that little hope because I still love the team so much and want to keep watching them and want the best for them. But, no, like like hockey is the weirdest weirdest sport. Like if this was the NBA and you're one and six, hmm. no, you're done. You're done. Game, season's over. But hockey is just – the NHL has so much – I've seen witnessed so many – Hot and cold streaks, you just never know. And uh, right now, it, it's looking – There's chances are super low that the Wilds will go on this weird hot streak and get back into it this season because the way it's looking, they're just going to keep on tanking. But you you never know. I think seven games in, I think that's still a little too early to really give up on them and give up on the season completely because th- you still have time for them to make any adjustments they need. Um, if, if, if they are going to make any adjustments, if the players finally step up, start getting hot, and they start just – getting getting lines together chemistry you just never know um and just like alex said you know like halfway through the season st louis you know i mean halfway through the year they were they were last place i don't think they had as bad of a start as the wild did this year um but you just seven games in is just still a little too early for me which brings us to our next question what way if any could you see minnesota wild actually contending for a playoff spot this year i'm going to start off with this one um for me the key is win your home games the minnesota wild out of their seven games right now have played six games on the road which means that they're going to have some big home stretches coming up later in the season Mm -hmm. um historically minnesota wild have been great at home poor on the road from an historical standpoint so so now it's imperative to win 
almost every single one of your home games from this point out. In fact, it's imperative to win more than two of your next five games because if you don't, I think Bill Guerin tears apart the team at that point and starts a huge rebuild. But uh, what do you think, Bubba? What do you think, Jake? Is there uh, any scenario that you guys see the Wild kind of uh, contending for a playoff spot? Bubba? Go for it, Jake. Oh, I can go for it? Okay, well, I, I kind of I, – I, I think that's I, – I agree with you on that. I think the – the only really only way for them it, it's 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 kind of it's obvious they got to start winning games but to say that but it, to start winning games they got to build up some momentum and for them to get to a playoff spot contemporary play, they got to build up some momentum somewhere and that would start at winning home games in front of their home crowd where they have historically been good if they could start stringing together wins at home and get used to winning they could translate that to the road, even though they haven't played well on the road historically. Even I think last year they actually played really well on the road, and it was kind of it was, it was opposite last year, yeah. which is why I said which, historically. <laughs> but historically, definitely, and yeah. I think it does start with home game. It, it, it comes down to yeah, you could you could nitpick all oh, they got to figure out lines or they got they got to go with they got to trade away this player and get this player. Or they got to get a scorer or, or Staylock has to start or something. But it comes <clears> down to. They've got to just get some momentum going. They have the players on the team that can step up so we could win games. It's just we got to build momentum somewhere, and it does start with winning those home games and just learning how to win. I think that that's really the, the – and getting used to winning and finding out what works, and then we can translate that to road games and, and go on with the season um, as, as it goes on and, and see if we can string together some, you know, some string of wins here. I, I don't know, Alex. What, Bubba, what do you think? I I don't I don't know if I really have an answer for that because Hard. reason being uh, they're in the central correct yes sir oh yeah yes sir is that not one of the if not the toughest most balanced no, it's, I it's it. it's a I toughest, toughest division in hockey for sure yeah I, I would I, I just don't see it I really don't and it sucks because Minnesota the Wild are probably one of my favorite franchises in Minnesota. I just, I, I, I don't have an answer for that. I, I, I don't. Yeah, and I, and I can agree with you on that because yeah. the way we see the team, who is going to step up? No one looks like they can. Victor Rask is being the hero in games, for God's sake. Which is pathetic. So that's why, I mean, that I can, that's why I said, if any, you don't see a scenario where it's happening as of right now, but hopefully uh, – well, Hopefully God can come in and intervene or something, right, bud? That that, that that's a, that's the thing is if imagine it because your question is really specific. Could you imagine a situation and imagine that these guys, these experienced players like Zucker and 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 uh, you know Parisi, Suter, and Dumba, and they step up? I ideally they should be stepping up and start making smarter plays on the ice, creating opportunities, and hopefully that that trick you know, trickles down onto the younger guys and it just, it just spreads like a chain reaction and they just figure out how to start winning games like St. Louis did last year at the end of the year. But it's hard to see it happening, but. Mm -hmm. And again, if you want to look at a historical standpoint, again, last year is like the outlier, but historically yeah. the Minnesota Wild have had a poor first half and a super hot second half. Yeah. Um, even with Bruce Boudreaux as their coach, that's, you know, that's yeah. been the yeah. case. I noticed that happened a lot with Yo, and it was just like so yeah. frustrating. Exactly. Uh, so um, let's let's bring it to our, sorry, our last question now of the day, we got to wrap this up. We've been going on for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which player to you has been the biggest disappointment? Bubba, 
How about you start us off with that one? Simple, Dubnik. That's my answer. Yeah, that's a great, great answer. I don't sure. really have any reasoning for it. I just that I'll say that, and the whole core of the defensemen have very. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'll give you some reasoning for it. Devin Dubnik's our franchise goaltender. He's been our goalie for a while now, and he starts off the year 0-5, allowing over 4.5 goals a game or around that number and having an 86% save percentage. Like, yeah, the franchise goalie, that's not a franchise goalie for anyone. Um, and also to kind of point something out, um, remember Darcy Kemper? Yeah. For a while, he's just killing it now with Arizona, which is yeah, kind of hilarious to see. It's a typical Minnesota Wild move. It reminds me of when we traded Nick Letty for Cam Barker or something like yep. that. Yep. What do you think, Jake? Which player has been the biggest disappointment to you? Well, I mean, I feel like you go, like, you could just – you could obviously go with, like, you know, all Parisi, Suter, Dumber, the whole core defenseman like Alex said. But I think the one guy that I was looking forward to just really step up and, and – and, and and I was at least looking forward to him coming in and making an impact right away as Matt Zuccarello. I'm just extremely disappointed. And he, he looked, I forget he's on the ice and I forget we forgot we even signed him when I'm yeah. watching these games. He's like non-existent. Now you're supposed to be the, the, the household name guy on our team right now, at least the most household name, NHL name, name guy on the team. And he's doing absolutely nothing. He's done nothing. He's it's, and I know it's not just about stats and the stat sheet, but even, things like stepping up and getting physical and, uh, you know, knocking guys off their feet and creating opportunities for other guys. He's done none of that. It's just like, he's doing absolutely nothing. And we're paying this guy a lot of money over the next five years to come in and be kind of help us resurge this team. And he's done absolutely nothing. Our one win. He was not in the lineup that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny to think about. I'm going to kind of cheat here. I got two guys. Um, uh, these two guys were our young guys who were supposed to step up and be huge for us this year. Ryan Donato, Kevin Fiala, both of them have gotten scratched for a game this year. Both of them have been very, very underwhelming. Um, I actually want to bring it back to, I think it was uh, yesterday, the Montreal game. Um, speaking of Ryan Donato, because um, he has, he gets a lot of chances, actually. He hasn't been able to bury him, but he had a breakaway yesterday. And uh, do, you, do you remember uh, Ryan Hartman just decking yeah. a guy when, <laughs> when uh, it was a huge dive by the Montreal Canadiens player? Don't get me wrong, but that's a play that can never happen. Another no discipline, no, no. coaching, it seems. And it's just, but going back to those two guys, they're young, they're they needed to be top six players this year if we were going to be successful. We talked about that in the season preview earlier, and they weren't. Me and you both predicted I one of them to be the team MVP this year. They are playing far from it. Yeah. So, but they have both been very, very, very disappointing to me. The whole team has, though. So, no surprise. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's. Sorry, we got to wrap this up here. Let's. Uh, we're gonna. Everyone's gonna give one last hot take, and we'll get out of here. Huh? Yeah. Totally. Sounds Start good. off big. with me. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I can have a ton of hot takes, but I think, I think if 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 the, I guess if the Wild keep trending downward like they are, like they do not string together, like um, you know, in these next five games, I think uh, you know, like you mentioned, if they only get like one win or whatever, you think Bill Guerin's going to just kind of just start the rebuild early, um, you know. Usually you see that, you know, around trade deadline, mid-year, even at the end of the year. I think if the Wild, you know, if they keep losing games and they were to go like 0-5 or 1-5 their next stretch of games here, I, I think Boudreaux is gone. So you could see – so if they let's say they win one or less than one games in the next five yeah, games. Yeah, I, I think if they're like 
I think if they're like, you know, two and 10 or like, or something like that. And it's just totally deceit because at that point, I think you can't salvage that and come back from that. I think as soon as it gets to a point where they know they can't come back from it and like from that record to try to get into like make a push for the playoffs even for the rest of the year and they see this the same consistency out of the players as playing crap I think they're gonna they're gonna Boudreaux is gonna be gone yeah I probably agree with that to be honest yeah, he's um, probably pretty fired up today so we're gonna save him for the last one I'm gonna hop in on the second one here um uh I think that uh keeps up the way it is Jason Zucker will be gone by the end of next month if it keeps yeah. up by the way it is, uh, he's unhappy. He's been unhappy. And I'm not sure with all the bad contracts they have on their team, uh, I'm not sure who else you can really trade to make a huge difference and a huge return right now besides him or obviously maybe Brodeen. Brodeen hasn't been playing that great this year. No. Uh, but, I mean, that's my prediction. I don't see Jason Zucker sticking with the team too much longer if we keep it up. No. Alex, Bubba. what do you got for us, bud? Well, I'll make it quick because I have two. And I'll save the best one for last. Okay. I think I think they're first of all, I think um I think Dubnik's gonna get traded. That's I mean I think he could be a good goalie if he's with the right system. I don't think this is the right system. Mm. But my number one take is obviously I want Boudreaux gone. And none other than Ken Hitchcock to come in. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. You want Kenny to come in, eh? Lead the boys to a title. Fuck yeah! <laughs> was Hitchcock last? Was he with was he with Edmonton? Uh was yeah, Dallas? No, no, yeah. He got last year and he filled in for him. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. then he retired again. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's hey, coming Alex, back. Alex, Alex, how, how would you feel if that hypothetically did happen? Oh, I would be so optimistic. I you know would, who I, I would be. I would fucking think we're gonna win the cup this year. Yeah. You know who I wouldn't mind actually. I know he kind of collapsed after a few years in Colorado, but maybe Patrick uh, Patrick Waugh. Oh wow! Turn. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't mind. Just maybe get a name coach. Other, you know, try something new if we're gonna yeah. swap all the coaches. Um, Alex, I want uh, the next five games. Minnesota are going to play the Canadians again, Edmonton, Nashville, Los Angeles, and Dallas, right? Give us your prediction of the record over the next five games, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, they should be LA. I'll say two and three. Okay. I see, I, if they go two and three, I see Bruce keeping his job, so at least for a little longer. Uh, personally, I, I agree with that. I think I think they're gonna go. Uh, they're gonna go two and three. I think being that you have three home games, they should at least win two of those, especially sure. LA. Um, that, the Kings are are just they're a disaster themselves too over there. So I think we'll I think we'll be two and three, and I think it will save Bruce's job. Really, yeah, like you said, for now. Awesome. So this has been the second ever episode of the Wild Takes podcast. We're gonna be doing this twice a month now. I'm Zane, here with Jake and Bubba. We're sponsored by 10,000 Takes, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Peace out. Bye.